Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Let's try this again. What do you say? We're back yet again for a brand new Ralph Report on this Wednesday, July 14th, year of our goddess Lilith 2021. Oh, hello, Lilith. It is right to give her thanks and praise, just as it's right for you to join us here on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. I can't ejaculate until Friday. That's right. I can't. I know. I can't wait. (laughs) How are your balls? (laughs) Everyone wants to know about your balls. I've got no swelling. I've got no bruising. Look at you. I'm handling like a champ, I believe. You came through it like an old school Vaz Deferens (laughs) donator. (laughs) Do they take a piece of your vase and they, they give it to a man who doesn't have any vase? Yeah, I, I, I gave it. I don't. I donated it. Do to they a, Frankenstein uh, together some other poor bastard scrotum? Someone who's in a tragic accident and lost their vest definitely. Oh, nothing worse than you hear about that all the time. That's why you got to you wear your safety belts, kids. Because you're a traffic accident, you'd be surprised how many times your vest deference will go flying right through the windshield. It's right there, exposed. People don't think about it. That's right. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're doing well. You still sore? Little sore, but are you, are you still using the frozen peas at any time? No, I don't need the frozen peas. I'm still wearing the jock strap. Oh, sure. I keep everything snug. Got to support them. Yeah. Absolutely. They can't dangle yet. That's why I wear the bikini briefs at all times. You like support all I'll the time? Well, then sure. you should get a vasectomy. You're halfway there. I got the, uh, the massive low hangers, and there can be all kinds of inadvertent sitting upon if I'm not too careful. <laughs> That's true. So I got to be careful what I wear. Well, I'm glad to hear your balls are okay. I'm glad we're back here on the air, as it were. Uh, Thanks for joining us, kids, on what I believe to be a hell of a show. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, we got some entertainment news, very entertaining entertainment news, if I say so myself. Mm. Also, of course, your phone calls. It is Wednesday here on the Ralph Report. And, of course, you know, uh, I know there's a thing we do Mm -hmm. every Wednesday. It's Mm -hmm. a thing. um, A one-hit wonder? You got that right! It is one hit wonder Wednesday. I couldn't do that. I know. I can't yell that loud. You, you're, 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 what's left of your vas would pop right out of your stitches. <laughs> That's why I'm not getting one. I can't get one because it would uh, it hurt your work. It would alter my. Yeah, you uh, don't pro- need that projection. I got to stay projectile, <laughs> whatever that means. So uh, you're gonna say at the end of the show, God damn it! I'm glad the lights are back on there in the Bat Cave. Not guaranteed. Not as happy as I am, however. Thanks to everybody who was uh, understanding for the fact that we couldn't produce a brand new episode on yesterday's Ralph Report. And um, you got to believe me, it's, it's certainly not our decision. It's nothing I could do no, about it's out it. Of your hands. We're going to do a live stream and everything. I know. Mm. And I, you know, when it comes to a show where I get to drink, I would not have chosen not to go through with that. Right, of course. Given the opportunity. But literally, there was no power here at my home from about 10 a.m., to, I guess, almost 8 o'clock wow. is when the lights finally came. They get hot in the house? Uh, well, I, here's what I did. I packed up the kid yeah. after I picked her up from camp. Okay. And we went to stay at Carrie's joint because Carrie's out of town. She's Smart in the move. UK. There you go. So I gave her a heads up and I said, I'm going to move the kid there because it's starting to warm up in here. And I have no idea, literally. And I kept calling the LAW, DWP, DWP? Department of Water and Power. Saying, can you just give me an estimate, just a roundabout? Right. And the few times I could get through, as you can imagine, oh, yeah. phone lines were jammed. They would say, we just simply don't know. Mm. So I was like, well, if we got to spend overnight, the, and the, the house was warming up, I said, well, we got to have some air conditioning. Yeah, so. a perfectly good house down the street. Yeah, <laughs> so we ran up to Carrie's place and uh, squatted there for a minute. And what I did was I reached out to one of the neighbors here and I said, can you give me the heads up when the lights are back? Mm-hmm. And if it's, you know, a reasonable time. Let's come back down. Come back down. And yeah. so by the time we got back down, the air had been going for a minute. And so it was fine. Oh, nice. So, all is well. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I, I feel bad for the LAD. 
DWP because obviously they were besieged by angry customers, which everyone gets, especially in the summer months when the power goes away. And it's a huge inconvenience not to have your electricity. So people lose their minds when they're inconvenienced. You forget how everything (laughs) is electric in your life. Everything. Everything. You literally can't do anything. At one point, before I picked the kid up at camp, I was just laying on the couch staring at the ceiling. (laughs) Because you have no internet, you have no television, you have no computer, you have nothing. Right, and you don't want to be alone with your thoughts. No. No. It was terrifying. But uh, I had to kill some time before the kid, and luckily the kid's school where she goes to camp, they still had power, so uh, she had a full day. But uh, I just had to find a way to kill time, and I ran out quickly. Wow. Because the phone died. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you can't charge that up no. either. So I was you said your car turned the air on. Yeah, I did. I did run out and did a, did a quick errand, but it was... Uh, Anyway, so uh, thanks to everyone for understanding. It was funny because, God bless her, Bridget from Long Island was tweeting out, this is just, uh, you know, the universe's way of saying it's okay for you to take a mental health day. No day could have been more conducive to my mental health than yesterday was because I was in a constant state of stress and panic, not knowing what was going to happen. And I didn't know, really... If we were going to be able to do a show or not, it yeah. was still touch and go. If it if it had come back fairly soon, we probably could have cobbled yeah, if something together. If it comes on together. midday, you got to cram and put a show together. Well, that's the thing. It got to the point where uh, it was the point of no return in terms of having to prepare a show and then getting it ready and then doing it. It was just out of my yeah. control. So what we did was we played a best of episode from a couple of years ago. And uh, a lot of people were jazzed because it was the introduction of John Kupperman, as I called him in yesterday's show. I forgot about that. It was his very first uh, attempt at a (laughs) jingle with Holiday or Holiday. Classic. classic. It was a little piece of Ralph Report history. Anyway, no problems today. We are, uh, we're at five bars, as they say. That's good. Going full strength. Electricity up the ass now. We're giving (laughs) it away. We got so much electricity. So let's jump right into today's show with, uh, sorry to tell you about this, but We have another candidate for the Zoo of Terror. No. The Zoo of Terror. If you're in Minnesota, if you're a Garmy member in Minnesota, get the hell out of there. Get out now. (laughs) Run now. It's all over for you there. The whole state is overrun with a terrifying creature that they're discovering scads of them there in Minnesota. Man. Here's the thing about Minnesota. It is the uh, Great Lake State, Eddie Pence. I don't yeah. know if you know this or not. Yeah, yeah. But uh, land of a thousand lakes. That's what they say. I believe that's what they're called. And their lakes are being overrun by a very invasive species, the likes of which no one has ever seen before and could not have anticipated, Eddie what? Pence. I'm talking, of course, about the giant, huh? invasive yeah. goldfish. Giant, oh, what? massive goldfish are taking over the state of Minnesota. It all starts in the city of Burnsville, Minnesota. Okay. And apparently there, it has been found that large groups of massive football-sized goldfish... Football-sized. ...are infesting Keller Lake. And they suspect the residents are the cause. What? What? Well, here's what's happened. Let me tell you something. As a goldfish owner myself. Yes. And, uh, and doctor. Goldfish and, doctor. And life-saving goldfish EMT. <laughs> allow me to tell you that I was surprised upon hearing the details of mm-hmm. what happens when you take a pet goldfish. Mm-hmm. And let's say you got your goldfish and maybe you got it for your kid. You want it at a county fair or something. That's how most people acquire goldfish. Yes. You get it in a plastic Ziploc bag yes. and you take it home and you put it in a <laughs> They're jar. They're away. And then they die uh, fairly soon. Yeah. And then you get to move on with your life. But sometimes they don't die. Right. But the kid loses interest. And right. Maybe you have an ass full of feeding the fish and cleaning the tank. You're done with it. And so you say to yourself, you say, I could, I could take the easy way out. That, that's crossed the mind of every goldfish. Oh, yeah. yeah. Crossed the mind. <laughs> it's been done. It's crossed the toilet bowl in my house. <laughs> uh, but there are some people who think it's just too cruel. And so what they do is they go to a local lake or pond and then they release their goldfish into the wild with a fond ado and a, and a Godspeed. <laughs> they just dump it. They just in dump the, it. In the lake. And here's what I didn't know. Again, I'm surprised as a goldfish owner not to know this, but goldfish will get as large as whatever their natural environment is. So if you have them in a small fishbowl or home aquarium, yeah. they only grow to a certain size, a yeah, couple I inches. I actually knew that fact. 
But if you put them out into the wild, the size of a sperm whale, sky's the limit. Yeah. They can get humpback whale city. They can get as large as they want. Yeah, Loch Ness. And they are finding scads of these giant goldfish weighing anywhere from ten to twenty pounds. Can you eat them? I assume. Could you, you cook could. it and eat it? Why not? I'm just saying. They are pulling them out of the uh, of the lake using uh, biscuits as bait. <laughs> Like a huge regular biscuit? Just throwing in an, you know, a, a, a Pillsbury Doughboy biscuit and they're pulling up goldfish. Wow. But the real problem is they're not indigenous to that particular area. So they're considered an invasive species. Well, they're only indigenous to fish bowls. I suppose. Well, where do they, they must come from somewhere. No, they're created in fish bowls. No, they must come. They're Originally, not. they must come from somewhere. Mm. There must be an origin for well, the goldfish. No, it's 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 been... Bread down. It's like a chihuahua. There's no wild chihuahuas. Yeah. They all okay. come from a wolf. But there must have been a fish originally that they used to... That they just kept breeding as into... As the prototype to, to <laughs> create the goldfish. goldfish out of. I assume it's... Uh, it got to be from the koi family, right? Because they look pretty man. similar. I always assume just a giant goldfish was a koi. No. Very different. Okay. Um, but what they're doing is they're uh, stirring up uh, muck at the bottom of these lakes. They're yeah. turning up the aquatic... Hell vegetation they're hell raisers and they're wreaking havoc for the other indigenous species of wildlife inside the uh, the lakes right. and ponds the turtles like what the fuck dude so they're asking you please don't dump your goldfish into the lakes in minnesota because it causes upheaval in the ecosystem and if you do that eventually the entire state of minnesota will be taken over by massive man-eating goldfish yeah, throw them in the great lakes let's see how big one can get that's what i'm assuming so there's a warning. If you're in Minnesota, move. Get the hell out because I think the toothpaste is out of the tube there. There's no help no, no help, and no hope coming your way. Uh, if you are a goldfish owner, take it from me. I'm just saying. What if it how far are we going to take this kindness towards animal thing? <laughs> it's a goldfish. It's a freaking goldfish. We, we had a goldfish. We got when we got a fish tank one time. They give you a bunch of feeder fish, which are basically goldfish, kinda. And you put them in the you tank. Feed the fish to the other fish. No, but they what they do is until you get the water levels correct, they give you these feeder fish, so you don't buy good fish and kill the good fish in the water until you get the pH level right. Oh. So they give you a bunch of feeder fish in your tank until you get the pH level right. So the fish you don't pay for fish to get killed. Oh, I see. You just die. <laughs> this is this sounds like a, this is high end fish you're talking yes, about. High these end aren't fish, goldfish. You know, guppies. Right. Okay. And this one fish, this one feeder fish would not die. And so we started bringing, getting the other fish into the tank. And he was taking over the tank. And he kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Wow. Eventually, we just took him back to the pet store. Started carrying a switchblade. Yeah. He was shaking down the other fish. S sleeveless leather jacket. For their flakes. Fucking Taking dick. the flakes off them. Just shaking down other fish for their flake money. The problem is goldfish are remarkably resilient, too. And they say they can survive in uh, colder waters than yeah. most other animals survive yeah. in. They can survive in uh, dirtier water than a lot of other fish can survive in. We'll so they tend they, to be a dominant species. They'll grow legs and walk out of that, that oh, lake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. fucked. Oh, eventually. Well, Minnesota is. They're not going to ever get to California. Even goldfish couldn't withstand the uh, sewage that flows off the shores of the Santa Monica Pier. <laughs> I think we're safe. But uh, there you go. Time to open up the aquatic division of the Zoo of Terror. The Zoo of Terror. <laughs> They're pretty, though. I'll tell you, those giant goldfish. It's are a sure bright pretty. orange. It's very eye-catching. It is indeed. All right, let's turn our attention to something much less terrifying, and that, of course, is our beloved members of the Garmy. Love it when you reach out to us. So many ways you can do it. Write us an email if you're the kind of person, if you're a wordsmith, ralph at the ralphreport.com, Eddie or Steve at the ralphreport.com as well, if you want to reach out. Uh, you can find us on social media, or you can do what a lot of folks like to do, is leave a message on the Ralph Report hotline, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is available to you. Your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, all are welcome just by dialing up the number one 833 Hi, Ralph. Yeah, I'll listen to them all here in the Batcave when I have power. <laughs> And then I grab a handful and we put him here in a segment known as Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. 
It's been a minute since it's been business as usual back here on the Ralph Report, but I know we're back in our truest form when people start to crash and burn on the old Ralph Report hotline. Yes. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Hey. I'm done. <laughs> I wish there was a way to delete this. I think he threw his phone in a lake. I'm done. Hit a or goldfish. Goldfish took it from him. <laughs> exactly. Uh, hey, Carl from Agora. We haven't heard from oh, Carl, Carl for a while. Yeah. Of course, you remember Carl. He was our uh, Garmy gartender for a while there. He used to do our uh, Thirsty Thursday segment. Yeah. And uh, Carl has since moved on to greener pastures. He's got a very busy life, so he doesn't have time for that nonsense anymore. Yeah. But he is still an active member of the Garmy and calls in from time to time. So glad to hear from him regarding a topic we touched on on Monday's show. Hey, Ralph, Eddie, and the crew. This is Carl from Agora. It's been a while since I called in. Hey, a quick call back to Monday's show. Um, you mentioned in this day in history that in 1933, the first minimum wage was established at uh, 33 cents. Uh, an hour of pay. And I was just curious whether or not, you know, the minimum wage had kept up. So I went on usinflationcalculator.com and plugged it in. And if inflation had kept up with a minimum wage of 33 cents, today's minimum wage would be $27.19. Anyway, just thought that was interesting. Have a great one. LMB. $27 an hour. It should be. Should be. Should be 30 bucks an hour. The minimum wage so yeah. that you could go out and work a minimum wage job and make a livable wage. Wage. Yeah. It should be, it should be, shouldn't be that tough. No, it shouldn't. And everyone complains every time they try to raise it because businesses don't want to put out that kind of money. And I understand it. Nobody wants to spend money. No, nobody wants to pay people to do shit. But there, there comes, there has to be some sort of balance between a decent, you know, lifestyle for a worker. Right. And versus what your profit margin in as a business. And I know this affects sometimes small businesses. And I know they're having their own hard times of to, to, get, to get through. But I, I, you can't take it out on the people who are doing stuff. You work a 40-hour work week, you should be able to pay a mortgage and bills. Or at least rent an apartment. Rent, well, it's, it's more expensive now in some places to rent than have yeah, a mortgage. I suppose that's true. So anyway, thank you so much, Carl, for looking into that fascinating information. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with him. All right, it's time to get the corrections out of the way. I also know we're back full strength on the Ralph Report mm. when we're saying shit wrong and oh, getting things yeah. wrong and having to correct ourselves. What so, I do? Well, it wasn't just you. Oh, really? It, it was. It was me as well. Uh, Eric, formerly of Clearwater, mm. called in on Monday asking about why can't you eat raw cookie dough? How come Rocky can eat the raw eggs, right. but you can't eat the raw eggs in the cookie dough? Right. And I said, well, because raw eggs are, you know, inside the inside the, the shell, they're, they're protected, protected yeah. from bacteria, but not so much when they reach the air. Of course. Well, I was I missed the mark apparently oh. in a lot of people's opinions. Hey guys, it's Jeff Bone. Um, in no way am I attempting to take a shot at the king, but I always <laughs> thought that you couldn't eat raw cookie dough because the flour was raw. Um uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, I always thought it was the flour, raw uncooked flour that could make you sick. Not, um, I mean, I guess uncooked egg could, could make you sick too, but, um, anyway, uh, I, I guess I don't know if that's true. Maybe it's, uh, Ralph, maybe you can set me straight if I'm wrong. Okay. Bye. Uh, you're absolutely right, Jess. Uh, the raw flour also is a yeah. threat to your health. And actually, that was in the information that I was reading, and I just didn't touch on it because Eric was specific about eggs. Right. But it's true, raw flour is, in some cases, even more susceptible to picking up bacteria mm. than the egg is. Right. So I believe um, some companies, and I think maybe Pillsbury is one of them, they are now starting to uh, treat their flour before they put it in the dough. Because they know so, people like it. Because they know people will eat it. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. I, I, am, a, I am remiss. And the fact that I did not mention the raw flour, so to the dozens of people <laughs> who reached out to correct me, you were absolutely right. I was wrong. You took a shot at the king, and you hit him square between the eyes. And I hope we all sleep better now. Uh, that's not the only thing we got to set straight about Monday's show. We were talking about, on this day in history, Gull Island later became named Oyster Island, as you can imagine. They found a bunch of oysters. So why not name it? Yes, yeah, but eventually... And as we know it today, 
Ellis Island. That was the property. Oh, where we put the statue. Indeed. Yeah. Ellis Island, of course, the uh, famous check-in center for immigrants coming into the United yeah. States. Yeah. Uh, again, partially my fault because I tend sometimes just to agree with Eddie without really thinking about or listening to what he's saying. Right. And you said that's where they put the statue. Where, they, where of is Liberty. the statue? I thought it was on oh, Ellis Island. Oh boy. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Hey, Steve. It's Lindsay from Arkansas, your Garmy historian fact checker. Gonna have to stop you about minute 34 on yesterday's show. So glad to have you back. But Eddie casually said that Ellis Island was where they put the statue. And I think he means Liberty Island yeah. as Ellis Island is where they received all of the immigrants. Yeah. So just a little quick fact check on the show. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Different island. Are we sure there isn't some sort of statue on Ellis Island? <laughs> Maybe like a statue of I a didn't guy. say Statue of Liberty. But I think I think we all know well, which one you meant. I don't think we should you assume didn't mean things. a statue of like a guy <laughs> with a clicker counting people coming through <laughs> coming through the turnstile. I'm when, just saying that's a statue. When they were, that counts. When people were immigrating in the 1800s. They have a bronze right. statue of a guy just to, with a pen. Or a statue of some immigrants coming through. They maybe do, but so, I think we I, all know you were correct. talking about we don't the know. statue. There's lots of statues. I said a statue, didn't I? I believe you said the statue. I didn't say the statue. Let's go back and listen again. Let's find out. Luckily, we have the tape here right at hand. <laughs> Gull Island later became named Oyster Island, as you can imagine. They found a bunch of oysters. So why not name it that? Yeah, yes, of but eventually... And as we know it today, Ellis Island. That was the property. Oh, where we put the statue. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, it was the statue. It said the. the I didn't statue. say the. The is different. <laughs> oh, man. Than the. You are. I'll tell you, when you got your balls snipped, you got a brand new uh, sense of spiciness well, maybe, about well, you. Well, maybe that, that part got cut out. <laughs> getting, it was in my vast deference. You're getting salty. Uh, I should have known that, and everyone should, because of Splash. Remember when the Daryl Hannah... Climbs up onto uh, yeah. onto uh, uh, Liberty Island there, where the statue is. I don't remember that detail. And the guard, I remember she was naked. Like, Bocce balls, and he sees her come out of the. Yeah, uh, you the see water. her butt, which yeah. Disney cut out. Yeah, I know. I love that part. So there you go. Those are the corrections for one episode this week. I'm sure there will be more. <laughs> However, we also help. We also teach. We also educate. Mm. Oh my God, Ralph! I am such a dumbass. My entire life, I thought it was pole bears not pallbearers. I just found that out by listening to the show. 15 cents a day, y'all. Right? For as little as 15 cents a day, we can set you straight. Pallbearers, as we mentioned, right. are the uh, people who carry the coffin because of the shroud or pall that used to be draped over the coffin. Mm -hmm. It's not pallbearers. That's pole. a very different thing. Pallbearers. Pole. Pole. P-O-L-E. She thought it was pole oh, like bearers. Pole. Like pole. I thought she said pole, like you're just pulling the coffin along. Pole bearers. I think she said pole, like, like, like being pole. on the pole. Like a stripper pole. Or why don't you bear my pole in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> See if you can bear it. you say that? See if you can bear it. I can't bear it. My pole. I cannot bear it. <laughs> you're the deep throater of the two. <laughs> See if you can bear my pole. <laughs> so look, we helped somebody. We may have got a couple wrong, but sometimes we get them right too. And that leads us to our new segment, Eddieisms. Eddie, of course, legendary for taking the English language and <laughs> twisting it and bending I make it, it my own. to his own desires and whims, whether that be pamphlet or asparagus or uh, what other lunacy <laughs> examples do we have? People are volunteering, outing themselves for their own Eddieisms, like Cliff. Hey, Ralph, it's Cliff from San Jose. Uh, you were calling asking for Eddieisms. The Eddieism that happened to me was when I was around 26, 27, give or take. Uh, one of my friends corrected me and told me that I was using one word for two purposes when, in fact, there are two words for it. So I was confusing the words solace and solstice. So I was telling people they were taking solstice and things. That doesn't work like you think it does. No. It All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. You can take solstice in the fact that they're in a better place, he would say often at funerals. Wow. Got a lot of odd oh, looks, I imagine. That's strange. Summer solstice isn't for months. I don't understand what he's talking about. And this one, I think, is probably much more common than we could possibly know. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Hey, crew. Um, my name is Oscar. I'm from the rest of the California. And I wanted to call in to contribute to the Eddieism. Alzheimer's for the long, and I'm talking about maybe, I'm 33 now, but 
maybe till I was 20, 22 or 24. Uh, that's when I learned that it's pronounced Alzheimer's. This entire time I've been pronouncing it as old timers. Old timers. Yeah. I'm kind of an idiot. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> LMB. I bet a lot of people called it old timers disease. It makes you can make it make sense in your brain. Sure, that's because an, like, it's like Lou Gehrig's disease. It's an old timers disease. Most people sort of who are afflicted with yes. that are yeah. elderly. Yes. But old timers disease, I'm sure a lot of people have said yes. that. Yes. Certainly before it became perhaps as uh well researched and talked about it, it became a bigger cause celeb yes. than, than it had for Fact, years. Yeah, of course. But uh, yes, Alzheimer, the name of the doctor who right. identified the syndrome, not in fact the fact that it's old timers disease. <laughs> Makes sense though. No, it doesn't. It, it does. Oh, my I might start calling it that. I wouldn't be surprised. And you know, we like to kick off the show with some upbeat music on every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. We call them our happy hits. This one comes from John. Hey, Ralph. Uh, John, two-star from Long Beach. Uh, this is a happy hit, or it could be a, a TV Tuesday. Um, My Life by Billy Joel. It's a really fun song. And I know it's from the uh, TV show Bosom Buddies with Tom Hanks and Galari. So, all right. Thank you, John. Yeah, we don't tend to do theme songs that were popular songs before they were used as yeah. theme songs. We try to make it primarily be uh, right. made popular by the show itself. However, this was the theme song for Bosom Buddies. And since we missed yesterday's show, let's uh, run the two yeah. together and do a TV tune and a happy hit. It is Billy Joel's My Life. <laughs> Thank you, John. Excellent request. Thanks to everybody, actually, who called in today. We truly appreciate it. You, too, can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but the only way we can make that happen is if you call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, now it's time for us to take a look at folks who passed away on this day, July 14th, and find out, not find out anything. We know they're dead. <laughs> they're dead, no, man. What are you going to find out about them? However, we will pay tribute to their lives and their legacies in a segment called Hello, Death. <laughs> 
Did you electrocute yourself or run into a shell? Hello, death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, death. Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garvin will know why, even though you said goodbye. Hello, death. Hello, death. Hello, should have been saying to those goldfish bon voyage instead of hello lake <laughs> all right let's take a look at folks who passed away on july 14th starting with the year 937 arnulf the bad arnulf 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 a-r-n-u-l-f arnulf the bad yes it was duke of bavaria fought back the hungarian invaders <laughs> However, he died on this day in 937. Duke of Bavaria? Arnulf the Bad. Ah, I'm the bad. I'm Arnulf. I'm the Duke of Bavaria. All the Hungarians, I'm fighting them all back, and then I'll be dying. (laughs) 1223, King Philip II of France died at the age of 57. Mm. Mm, It's too young. 1575, Richard Taverner, the English Bible translator, died at the age of 70. Without Richard Taverner... Where would we get our English Bible from? I don't know. I don't either. Some other guy that came after I him, guess probably. probably so. 1779, George Ross, American judge and great representative, signer of the Declaration of Independence representing the great state of Pennsylvania. Mm. George Ross died on this day, the age of 49 in 1779. So he just barely made it under the wire wow. signing okay. that declaration. Any relation to Betsy Ross? Actually, Eddie Pence. Yeah. He was the uncle of the man who married Betsy Grissom in 1773, giving her her famous last name, Betsy Ross. So I guess uh, Betsy was his niece-in-law? So so the Ross on the Declaration of Independence is is the Ross. also the Ross who sewed uh, one of the first flags. Very incestuous group of people that created the country. A lot of good stuff was happening in Philadelphia (laughs) at the time. A lot of kinky shit was going on. Nothing was kinky. A lot of interrelations. 1789, Bernard René de Launay, French governor of the Bastille prison, <laughs> was murdered <laughs> on this day during the storming of the Bastille. Mm. Of course, the uh, it is Bastille Day. Happy Bastille oh, Day. Oh, happy Bastille Day. I didn't to, wear my beret. To, to oh, all oh, our I'm sorry. Garmy French listeners, happy Bastille Day. Because this is the day that uh-huh. the French Revolution, the, uh, they rose up and they stormed the Bastille, which was uh, the armory of the royal authority or center of Paris. And so they rose up uh, to free political prisoners and to uh, take over the Bastille. Oh, oh. That accent is spiraling out of control. It's quickly going into French-Canadian. <laughs> On this day, William H. Bonney passed away in 1881. Does that name sound familiar at all to you, Bonnie Clyde. No. William H. Bonney. <laughs> Billy the Kid. Better known as Billy the Kid, American frontier outlaw, shot by Sheriff Pat Garrett on this day, died of his gunshot wounds at the tender age of 21. We assume he died. We don't know. What does that mean? Have you seen Young Guns 2? Yeah. Okay. That's not real. It raises a question It or raises two. no questions. It raises a question. Emilio Estevez has ra- raise, mm. risen no questions <laughs> in his lengthy right. career. I'm just saying. I'm saying, I'm saying it didn't happen. I'm saying it could have. Just saying. Speaking of Billy Joel. Well, he started with a bank in Colorado. In the pocket of his vest, a cold he hid. And his age and his size took the teller by surprise. And the word spread of Billy the Kid. Nineteen oh seven, William Henry Perkin, American not Eng, not American at all, English chemist and inventor, died on this day. His attempt was to try to synthesize quinine. Quinine, yes, for the treatment of malaria. Ah, and he failed and ended up creating the first synthetic organic dye. And he got into the dye business and made a lot of money. <laughs> 
So he went from saving people to yes. coloring clothes. He was trying to save people's lives, and he found out he couldn't do that, but he accidentally discovered how to uh, dye clothing Dude, I got successfully. And he made a mint. Wow. He f- he failed his way uh, into a successful career. See, I got to figure out how to do that because um, this isn't working. I know. I got to accidentally fail into something. 1918, Quentin Roosevelt, youngest son of United States President Theodore Roosevelt, was killed in aerial combat over France at Mm. the age of 20 Uh during the First World War. (laughs) Stop. 1965, Adelaide Stevenson, American politician, Democratic presidential candidate twice, 1952 and 1956, died at the age of 65. The more you hear about Adelaide Stevenson, if you don't know him, and most people don't because apparently he was very smart, and uh, a true American, but not very charismatic, hence his losing two presidential yeah. campaigns. It's not the smart ones that win. No, and he was, the, he was called an egghead. He was, he was made fun of by the Republicans for his intellect mm. and his, uh, his elite intellectual status. But he had the best brain. But he had the best brain. And he was coming along during the rise of Richard Nixon, and he was warning everyone about what a uh, dirty politic right. player Richard Nixon was. He was standing up against McCarthyism, which right. was co- pointing fingers, calling everyone that didn't Black agree with a socialist or a or a communist. Yeah. There are a lot of parallels you can draw mm. to today's political climate. But um, he hated television advertising. That's one of the reasons his campaign in '56 did not work well. Uh. His people keep saying, "You, we have to run more." television ads and we have to get you on television more and he said famously this is the worst thing i've ever heard of selling the presidency like breakfast cereal he said that's america and that is so you got to you got to sell it 1975 on this day zooty singleton passed away ah zooty one of the best one of my heroes american jazz drummer played with all the greats fats waller louis armstrong he was amazing died at the age of 77 here's a little bit of zooty's work with fats waller you want some more of that mess? Well, here it is. Zooty, take over. Pour it on him. Zooty. 1984, Ernest Tidyman died, American writer. Tidyman, Tidyman yes. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was a terrific screenwriter. Well, he wrote uh, books as well. He wrote the French Connection oh. screenplay, which garnered him an Academy Award for yeah. Best Adapted Screenplay. He also wrote High Plains Drifter for Clint Eastwood That's in 1973. But he's best known for his original novels and then the subsequent screenplay featuring uh, one of the most famous black detectives in fiction, a guy named John Shaft. Who's the captain who will come out when there's danger all about? Shaft! Right on. You see this cat Shaft is a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Well, I'm talking about Shaft. Yeah. Can you dig it? Just talk about Shaft. Just talk about Shaft. 1986, Raymond Louie died, American design engineer came up with one of the most famous designs in American history. Hmm. The Coca-Cola bottle. Oh, the, the, the Very the curves. unique curves yeah. and uh, lines in the Coca-Cola oh. bottle were, was his. 1999, Gar Samuelson, another drummer, this one for Megadeth, died at the age of 41 from liver damage. Too young. Too young, but he was ultimately fired from Megadeth after the first couple albums because of his addiction problems uh, one of the problems was he used to pawn the band's equipment for drug money and they took a dim view well, of that they apparently. paid him more that's my point what is that living wage we were right? talking about exactly here's a little of gar samuelson's work singing songs lyrics like that of course he's gonna right they're just they're aiding and abetting they were egging him on in the year 2000 actress meredith mccray passed away she was billy joe bradley on petticoat junction one of those hot country mm. girls that used to take a bath up in there in the uh in the, the water tower right she always seemed very 
dangerous to me. You don't know what know what kind of clean. What kind of bacteria is building up in that water tower? <laughs> but I hope the folks of Hooterville there did not drink out of it. Hope they boiled. <laughs> they it all had Pepsi. Every were, single one of them. They were doing laundry up there, and they were <laughs> bathing and swimming in it. I don't know what was going on. Not very wholesome, in my opinion. Uh, Joe Harnell, American musician and composer, died at the age of eighty on this day in two thousand five. Joe, the man responsible for all of us feeling very sad at the end of every episode of The Incredible Hulk. Mm. down the highway. Just walking down. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Uh, Joe also, by the way, the father of Jess Harnell, who has been on this program, a voice, of course, of uh, Animaniacs and many yeah. other animated uh, projects. Very talented guy. 2005 also is the anniversary of the death of Cicely Saunders, an English nurse, physician, and writer who founded the first modern hospice. The combining oh. people she eased into yeah, uh, a, a difficult time. Mm. Died at the age of 87 on this day. And Pernell Whitaker, American boxer, won Olympic gold in 1984, died in a car accident at the age of 55, sadly. All right, you know what we do at this point? This is a time we find a food related to someone who passed away. We run it past Eddie Pence to see if it's something he'd be willing to eat or perhaps stick up his ass then pull out. (laughs) On Bastille Day. Happy Bastille Day, everybody. How do we do that? We talk about the food. And then we run it past Eddie Pence and we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If those reels come up and we've got a match, jackpot. That means Eddie's eating it with mm. pleasure. Mm-hmm. However, if the reels come up all mismatched, <laughs> then uh, Eddie's not going to go for it. Let's find out if Eddie would eat today's food. We're going back to 1998, the death of Richard McDonald. He and his brother Maurice. McDonald were the original McDonald brothers who owned a little restaurant in San Bernardino, California, where they created the speedy service system to produce their meals, a method that would become the standard for fast food. As we've talked about on this program many times, Ray Kroc came along in Mm. 1954 and uh, started franchising their restaurant and quickly pretty much pulled it out from under them. Fucked them over bad. Pretty much did. Uh, They were bought out by Kroc begrudgingly in 1961, but their presence remains in every burger served there at McDonald's. In fact, Richard also designed the Golden Arches logo, Mm. which is one of the most recognized symbols in the world. Up there with the Coke bottle. Yeah, well, I think Coke is probably more popular. The bottle shape is more popular here in the United States, but the Golden Arches. Yeah, everywhere. Around the world, there are uh, McDonald's in locations over 120 countries, by the way. I didn't know there were 120 countries in the world, but there's a McDonald's in each and every one of them. Uh, It's a fast food institution, and from time to time, we like to look at the McDonald's international menus. Oh, no. And see what specific cuisine is being serviced by McDonald's around the world. I believe that's how we found the 100-year-old egg. exactly how we found that. Can we just talk about the hamburger or the quarter pounder? No, because we... The McChicken sandwich. There's no interest in that, whether you'll eat that or not. We know you'll eat that. Fish filet. We don't know. Until you asked me. I'm glad you brought up the fish filet, Eddie Pence, okay. because in Japan, yeah. one of the most popular sandwiches in Japan mm-hmm. is the filet shrimp burger. filet shrimp filet shrimp burger. It is a patty of panko-battered shrimp topped with an ebi shrimp tempura sauce and lettuce, and it is one of the most popular items on the menu in McDonald's in Japan. Hmm. It is a patty of battered whole white leg shrimp smushed together, pressed together, panko crusted, and then grilled, and then uh, the shrimp tempura sauce, mustard, and lettuce on top. One of the most popular burger choices for McDonald's Japan customers. So who says that a burger has to be made out of beef? Not the Japanese. They're saying, hey, how about some shrimp? There's only one way for us to find out whether Eddie Pence is at home at a McDonald's in Japan as he is here in the United States. We're going to pull that handle. Here we go. One filet of shrimp, two filet of shrimp, three to Eddie Pence is in my 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 Eddie Pence. 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 Eddie Pence is in my Eddie P
You're eating the filet shrimp sandwich. I think I would. I like shrimp. You do like jumbo scrimps. I do like jumbo scrimps. I know that. I don't know if the mustard on it seems weird. Oh, it all sounds good to me. But I, I would eat it. I want them to put it out on a menu here. I would try it. I would absolutely yeah, try that. I would try that. Although, given the way McDonald's handles their meats, I guess they're fine, I suppose. But it seems like shrimp is something you don't want to fuck around with. Right. You want shrimp to be if, from the ocean to your <laughs> plate pretty quickly. If it's frozen, though, and I then suppose. they smash it into a patty and then refreeze it. I suppose. Fry it. You're fine. I guess. You've eaten worse. I suppose. We ate fucking bugs, dude. I know, but the bugs came right out of the ground. Covered them with chocolate. These are coming right out of the ocean. It's a, are they? Bugs of the ocean. Are they really? Because here's the thing. When you sh- when you freeze shrimp and then you thaw it out again, yeah. sometimes you can get that little mealy, mushy, yeah. mealy yeah. T- texture to it. Not, uh, not but a, if you're not mashing a into a patty, who cares if it's mushy? I suppose. Mm. I suppose. I'll have one. Somebody send us one. <laughs> yeah. To all our Japanese listeners. Mail that shit over. Can you over. mail us a filet shrimp burger? <laughs> Just put it in an envelope and send it on. I'm sure it'll... It'll keep as it, it nice as it travels across this great, great world of ours. I almost <laughs> said country. All right, there you go. Eddie Pence eating filet shrimp. You never know what's going to happen here on the Ralph Report. And that's Hello, Death. Hello, Death. You're dead now, so shut up. Speaking of death, sadly, it's time for us to take a look at the entertainment news and death is the lead in our first story here on the Showbiz Beat. Charlie Robinson, who played Mac on Night Court, mm. has passed away at the age of 75. I thought he was great on that show. He was like the unsung hero of that show. I agree, too. Yeah. He was really the glue that held that together He really was. For me. He was never the breakout star that, uh, what's-his-face was. Larrakat was a big was. one. Uh, uh, Bull, the actor who played yeah. Bull, of course, that was a big one. Harry uh, Anderson, of course, was the star. But it seemed like everyone else was insane, and yeah. he was sort of the center of which they all rose. He was the audience. Around. He was who? He was us in the show. Loved him on yeah. that show. Also loved him in a show called Buffalo Bill. I don't know if you were maybe too young to, to watch that, but Dabney Coleman played a news, was a new man, a television personality in Buffalo, and uh, Charlie Robinson played his makeup artist on that mm. show. Same sort of just salt of the earth performance. Just super talented. A 50 year career. In a ton of movies and television shows, started out his career, interestingly enough, singing for R&B groups like Archie Bell and the Drells. And then in the late 1960s, he attended acting school and decided he liked that better, moved to Hollywood, started working in the 70s, and never looked back. Even as recently as uh, not too long ago, he was on an episode of Mom and uh, NCIS. I mean, he he worked it good for him. So uh, passed away at the age of 75, sadly, but... Here he is in a little clip from Night Court where you can hear him being sort of the uh, sane and reasonable one. They're in court and the judge, the presiding judge, has died on the bench. He's face down on the bench. And so they're trying to figure out what to do with the body of the dead judge there in the Night Court. I guess we're going to have to call for another judge? Well, what about this one? Just put him out of the hall. Somebody will pick him up eventually. Oh, why does this junk always have to be dumped on me? Now, this could take hours and I got tickets to the Jets game tonight. Great actor. Hey, this is good news. A judge has sided with Sasha Baron Cohen oh. in a lawsuit filed by former U.S. Senate candidate Roy Moore. You remember Roy Moore? Oh, yeah, that piece of shit. Coming out of Alabama. Yeah. He had been accused by, I think it was uh, six or seven women. Yeah. That they all said while they were underage, he was trying to have a sexual yeah. contact with them. It did not do great for his Senate campaign. No. I know that much. But Sasha Baron Cohen had a program called uh, Who is America? Yes. And he played this character called Eran Morad, an, an Israeli <laughs> anti-terrorism expert. And he would interview these people and sort of trap them in their own lives, yeah. basically. So he started, he did an interview with Roy Moore. And he talked to him about the fact that he's like, so Alabama is a place where people, regardless of color or creed or religious belief or sexuality, they're all treated equally. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Alabama's famous for that. <laughs> Just softballing this guy into a corner. <laughs> and so then the character of Iran Murad says, we have great technology in Israel, especially anti-terrorism technology. We have this got this new invention that can detect pedophiles uh, it's like a it's like a security wand. If you rub it over someone, you it'll it'll it goes, it'll, off, it goes off. And so Sasha Baron Cohen is rubbing it all over himself and his cameraman. There's nothing. And then he puts it on Roy Moore, as you can imagine. Uh, so is this your jacket? Yes. 
did you lend the jacket to somebody else, maybe? No. no. <laughs> I've been married for 33. Sure. And never had an accusation of such things. I am not accusing you at all. This is well, not... Well, then, if this is an instrument, I that certainly I'm not a pedophile, okay? No, but the machine is... The well, machine I don't works. know. The, maybe Israeli technology hasn't developed properly. So, <laughs> Roy Moore walks out of the interview, and then once it airs on Showtime and he realizes that he's been bamboozled, <laughs> he sued Sasha Baron Cohen for $95 million... That's reasonable sounding. ...for a defamation of character lawsuit. Mm. And the judge this week said, uh, you know, you signed a waiver before you filmed yeah. it, and it was all within his legal rights, yeah. and so, sorry, but uh, you lose. Your, your character's already defamed anyway. Yeah, really. How, how can you damage his, his reputation? In a related story, Sasha Baron Cohen is suing a cannabis company for a billboard that, he says, unlawfully uses his image as Borat. Apparently, it's for legal cannabis, so it's just one of these dispensaries. They do that a lot, especially yeah. online, right? I've especially heard that online. Before. This is a billboard near wow. an, an interstate highway, and, wow. he, and uh, Sasha Baron Cohen says, I don't even smoke weed, and you're using my face to sell it. It's Borat with his thumbs up. Yeah. It says, it's nice. <laughs> And so he's like, you just can't do that. Oh. So he's suing for a reasonable amount of $9 million. That's I'm guessing he'll probably... Uh, he'll get some of that, I'm sure. He'll win. Megan Fox has been to hell. What? Yes, you heard me. She went with her uh, boyfriend, Machine Gun Kelly. Are you familiar with rapper Machine I've, Gun I've Kelly? heard of him, yes. Yes. Apparently, they flew to Costa Rica hmm. to try out uh, ayahuasca. What's ayahuasca? Ayahuasca, Eddie Pence, mm -hmm. is a psychoactive tea. Oh. that the indigenous peoples in South and Central America sometimes drink because it gives you, they claim, therapeutic events because you take, effects rather, you take a trip, you take mm -hmm. a psychedelic trip, right. and you get to look inside yourself and see visions, and it's very cleansing so for your psyche. They took a vacation to trip balls. Basically, okay. yes. But you go to the rainforest, yeah, and yeah. it's all very white people with a lot of money. Right. Entertaining themselves because they don't have any real enough goddamn problems to pre to preoccupy <laughs> themselves. So she was on Jimmy Kimmel Live with guest host Arsenio Hall talking about her uh, experience, and she said, "You go out there in the in the jungle, and then you vomit for a certain amount of time, mm. and then for about three days you trip and you see all kinds of revelations about yourself and your psyche." It's probably because you've been throwing up for forty eight hours and you're dehydrated and. <sighs> Here she is talking about what she discovered. It turns out she was in hell. So we did it for three nights. It was incredibly intense. I went to, everybody's journey is different. The second night I went to, to hell for eternity. Um, yeah. And to just knowing eternity is um, like t torture in itself because there was no beginning, middle, or end. So you have like a real ego death. Wait, wait, no, no. How do you arrive and understand that that's what the moment is? Because is there a sign, next exit hell? Is it, I, <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I was, it's your own psychological hell, basically, is the point of the medicine, right? This is a medicine that goes, it surpasses, like, anything you could do with talk therapy or, like, hypnotherapy or any of those things. It just goes straight into your soul, and it takes you to the psychological prison that you hold yourself in. So it's, it's your own version of hell, and I was definitely there. Wow. Well, I know what my own version of hell is now. <laughs> Hearing Megan Fox <laughs> talk about her, balls. her psyche and her... Soul prison or whatever the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> God damn it. Ooh. Ooh. And here's some good news. Deadpool has made his first official MCU appearance. I saw. Did you see this? Yes, funny. It's not really the Marvel Cinematic Universe per se, but it is a very funny ad for Ryan Reynolds' next film called Free Guy, which comes out in August, where he plays a character inside of a video game who starts to realize that he's a character and yeah. starts to change the game from the inside. And uh, Taika Watiti is the villain in the piece. Mm -hmm. So what they did was they teamed them up to do a reaction viewing of the yes. trailer, but they teamed them up as Deadpool and as Korg, yes. who of course was the rock monster from Thor Ragnarok, also played <laughs> by uh, Waititi. So they brought them together, and it's, it's Deadpool's first interaction with another character from the Marvel yes. Universe, basically. And it's wildly funny. If you haven't seen the video, check it out for yourself. Here's a little bit of the tail end of it. Okay, this looks fun in a, in a last days of Fox fire sale kind of way. Not sure if it was worth diverting Canadian Cumberbatch's little mind away from my next movie or 
You know what? I'm, I'm gonna give it, uh, I'll give it four out of five avocados. Korg? I was raised by avocados. Oh my God, just kill me now. <laughs> I wanna see a movie with those two in it. Oh, fuck. So good. I was raised by avocados. Let's take a look at all the celebrity birthdays for today, July 14th. All these stars born today. Singer, comedian Kyle Gass. Cage from Tenacious D is 61 years old today. I know Kyle a little bit. He is a great dude. And it turns out Tenacious D has just released a brand new song. It is a cover of the Beatles' You Never Give Me Your Money. It's out on digital platforms now. And if you buy the version on vinyl, all the proceeds go to Doctors Without Borders. Nice. So, uh... Kyle and uh, Jack Black just released this version. You can find it online now. To celebrate Kyle's 61st birthday, here's a little bit of that version. You never give me your money. You only give me your funny papers. And in the middle of negotiations, you break down. I only give you my situation But in the middle of investigations I break down Out of college, money spent See no future, pay no rent All the money gone, nowhere to go The song gets increasingly nuts <laughs> And the video is insane So check that out when you get a chance Phoebe Waller-Bridge, of course, from Fleabag, soon to be seen, uh, I think, in the new James Bond movie. I know she wrote it. I think she's in it as well. 36 years old today. Singer Dan Smith of Bastille oh. named his band oh, oh. after the fact that he was born on oh. Bastille Day. He has 35 years old. <laughs> but if you close your eyes, does it always feel like now? Vincent Pastore, who played Big Pussy on The Sopranos, 75 years old today. Keyboardist Ellen Reed of Crash Test Dummies is 55. Superman never made any money Saving the world from Solomon Grundy And sometimes I despair The world will never see another man Like him Jackie Earl Haley, Rorschach himself. Ooh. And also one of the Bad News Bears. Let's That's right, he was. 60 years old today. Matthew Fox from Lost and Party of Five is 55. Tanya Donnelly of Bellies, 55. Jane Lynch is 61. Musician Taboo of Black Eyed Peas is 46. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Missy Gold, the little girl from Benson, is 51. What? How did that happen? And singer Dan Reynolds of Imagine Dragon celebrates his 34th birthday today. Thunder, feel the thunder. Lightning and the thunder. Thunder, feel the thunder. Lightning and the thunder. Thunder, thunder. Thunder. And that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And because it is Wednesday, time for us to take a look at a one-hit wonder. It's a one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Always happy to hear from our listeners in Kuwait. Well, our listener in Kuwait, I think we only have the one. Oh, yes. Always welcome to hear from him. Hey, Ralph. 
What up, Jody? And yo, how crew? This is Naif from Kuwait. And uh, I think this might be a bit of an obscure one-hit wonder. I don't know if you guys remember this song, but it's from a group called the Timex Social Club. And the song name is Rumors. All right, you guys. This is my entrance for my one-hit wonder. I love you. I mean it. Bye. It's not obscure to me, Rumors. I love this tune. The band was originally known as the Timex Crew, and then when they added additional members in 1986, they changed the name to the Timex Social Club. Interestingly enough, neither band had any relation to the Timex Watch Company. Really? They just picked that name because they liked it. Huh. Yes. So they weren't sponsored by Timex or anything. Do they all like wear that. Timexes? I, I don't know what the actual background <laughs> to the Timex connection is. <laughs> I want to know. That's all I care about now. In 1986, they released their very first album called Vicious Rumors. And the single off of that album became a massive hit. Rumors was released in 1986. It was a top 10 hit in the United States, in Canada, the Netherlands, New Zealand. The United Kingdom also topping the U.S. R&B and dance charts. It was a massive hit, leading to hip-hop empresario Russell Simmons to hire the group to be the opening act for Run DMC's tour in 1986. Also on the tour were the Beastie Boys, LL Cool J, Houdini. Great lineup. Anyway, as I mentioned, massive hit around the world. Rumors by Timex Social Club. You know the song was a hit because in that same year, 1986, there was a parody version released by a band called Bobby Jimmy and the Critters. Ooh. It's a song called Roaches. Oh, that's going to be good. Instead of can't Rumors. Wait. I can't wait for you to play this. It was all Roaches, see? Where did the Roaches come from? <laughs> How did Roaches get started? Started by dirty people and they was nasty, sleazy, sloppy, they house, they never clean it. Roaches have big families. Yo, house they think they own. To kill one on the couch using my telephone. Roaches think they cute. Girl, I'm not impressed. It ticked me off when I found them where my mama's dress. Look at all these roaches around me every day. Need something strong to make them go away. Look at all these roaches. I can't take it no more. Get up at night, turn on. Oh, that might be my favorite parody song ever made. <laughs> Roaches. Well, quickly, after the success of Rumors, infighting started amongst the Timex oh, Social Club, no. and the band broke up, no. splitting into two factions, Ooh. more or less. One of the factions started a new band called Club Nouveau. 
which in French, of course, means new club. Ah, so they're not the Timex Social Club anymore. No, they're new club. They're at Club Nouveau. <laughs> and they released their first single, which was an answer to rumors <gasps> about the other members in the band. They're spilling the beans? Yes. Ooh. And this was very sort of Bobby Boris Pickett, because if you listen to Jealousy, it is exactly the same song as Rumors <laughs> with different lyrics. I can't tell you why these things continue to happen to me, but some people get so jealous of the smallest of all things. I try to help some friends to help themselves to get their lives intact. They came out spreading rumors, now I have to come out spreading facts. Let me tell you how it started and where it all began. I guess I was a fool to try and help my broken social friends. They told me if I'd help them, they'd be in debt for life. But when I turn my back to give some work, to stab me with a Now, here's the, the thing is, living well truly is the best revenge because Club Nouveau was also a one-hit wonder in their own right. Oh. In 1987, the next year, Club Nouveau had a hit with a cover of the Bill Withers song, Lean On Me, that went to number one. Lean on me, we are not strong, and I'll be your friend. Be jamming. That's all yeah, I remember that from that song. Did the Roaches band break up? Because <laughs> I want to hear a response song to Roaches. I think Roaches was their one oh, only uh, single, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So there you go. It's kind of a two for today. Two one hit wonders for the price of one on One Hit Wonder Wednesday. It's the one hit wonder. One hit wonder. One hit wonders. It's a very common tale. All right, kids. That's it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining us. Come on back tomorrow because tomorrow's Thursday. You know. We're going to get all sexy up in this mm. joint with Ralph Sex University. More of the same shenanigans. We're going to have a good time, but it's not as much fun unless you join us. So please come on back tomorrow. And in order to do that, you got to take care of yourself. So as numbers start to climb again, Ugh. making me panic, Ugh. take care of yourselves. Stay sweet at six feet. Ah, it's the wrong button. Let me push this one first. <laughs> Stay good in the hood. And a little distance couldn't hurt. Stay sweet at six feet. Because life is life. We want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, love you, mean it. Bye. <laughs>